Welcome to the 49ers, the all 49ers roundtable. Sorry we're late. It was Jose and Leo's fault. I'm Grant Cohn. I was here on time. Nice to have you. Uh, that's Jose and Leo. Niners just created a bunch of cap space by cutting Jimmy Garoppolo's salary. And he did it because he's just a team player. He could have made $27 million this year, but he was like, hey, I don't want to. It's not right. I want to make less than Trey. Cut my salary, please. And the Niners were like, thank you, Jimmy. That's very generous of you. So now they have cap space because Jimmy's a great guy. And they're saying they're probably going to extend some contracts. Who do you think will be the first person the Niners extend with the Jimmy money? Leo, you're first. Uh, the first person that I think they should extend is probably Emmanuel Mosley. If you look at his 2021 season, it was outstanding. Like literally one of the best in the league could have been a pro bowler, but he's not a household name. Like if, if Patrick Peterson had the season Emmanuel Mosley had, Patrick Peterson would have probably been all pro. Let's like, let's be honest about it. Um, or Richard Sherman, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone with notoriety. And, course he gave up no touchdowns last season yeah. uh according to pff he gave up one but i look back at that play it was zone coverage the guy scored a touchdown on the other side of the field i was like how's how are you guys counting that to emmanuel mosley the guy at pff said oh it's because he was lined up in front of the receiver before the play shout out yeah, yeah. pro football reference has him giving up <laughs> no touchdowns in a quarterback yeah, rating 65 last year yep exactly so yeah. i i think it's got to be emmanuel mosley because if he does what he did last year oh my god that we're talking about a, a heavy contract now maybe looking at around 12 million per year or so maybe you sign him now save some money get him around eight to nine um and he's a young player he's still a young player in his mid-20s i would do it now if i'm the 49ers and that's obviously not including nick bosa in that situation so my plan b would be emmanuel mosley that's a good one. Manny Mosley, the first one that pops in my head. Um, I think other than the next person I would probably just think about is just Jimmy Ward. I know right now it's mm. starting off at a bad foot, you know, or I guess a bad hamstring, not a bad foot. <laughs> but he, you know, that's kind of like what you're going to have to sacrifice. You know there's going to be like those injuries because it's all know if I'm going to be like that convincing after this year. Are we sure about that? I mean, is he going to look good because of the defense? I mean, you kind of still want that veteran presence, someone that you know who's that constant. Not that variable. And you're not going to be able to replace Jimmy Ward in the free agent market. Or how about let's not try to replace him in the free agent market. You're better off just keeping him than looking for in the draft and just trying to plug and play and hoping that person's going to be hitting the ground running. So Jimmy Ward, to me, seems like the no-brainer after Emmanuel Mosley. But to be honest, after those two, I don't think anyone else is worth extending. I mean, you got Dre Greenlaw and Aziz Alshair. Those guys are players who need to show it for another year. Um, McGlinchey still needs to show it. Um Brandon Ayuk's probably some people, someone that people are going to think of needs to show it. And honestly, I, that's, other than those two, I see no reason why you want to consider anyone else. Yeah, uh, good names. Um, the thing with Jimmy, let's talk Jimmy Ward and Mosley. Those are the two obvious ones. Uh, first of all, Nick Bosa. I'm sure they'd love to, but they probably going to do it next year. They, they seem like they do it with one year left instead of two years left in the deal. And I think Bosa's probably cool with that. So probably won't be him. It'll probably be one of those two DBs. Jimmy Ward's 31 and his hamstring is really messed up right now. So I can understand the Niners being a little hesitant right there for a lot of reasons. Mosley uh, is healthy. He missed a couple weeks with a hamstring pull, but he's healthy. He's 26. He's going into a contract year. He's a, basically in a lame duck season. He shouldn't have to go through a lame duck year. He's too good for that. Uh, he's one of the more important. I think he's a top 10 player on the team. I think he's proven himself. 
And I don't think he should have to go through a lame duck year where he could get hurt and lose a lot of money. I think they should reward him. I think it should be him. I agree. I think it should be Mosley. He just had a kick-ass offseason. Give him the money. He's twice the same years. He's the same age as Debo. You you saw him at training camp every day. Great. It, it, yeah. Explain what you saw from Emmanuel Mosley compared to, say, maybe the drop-off of uh, Ambry Thomas oh. if they would lose Emmanuel <laughs> Mosley in free well, agency. Let's put it this way. I mean, everyone was raving about Brandon Ayuk's offseason, how great he was in camp. Mosley played better than him. When they matched up, Mosley got the best of him most of the time. What did you see, Jose, when you were there those couple of times? Yeah, Mosley. Well, I think Mosley, Mosley was probably out, I think, when I was there. Was he out but, when you were there? Uh, yeah, it was out. I mean, Ayuk was, you know, straight dusting everyone. But, um, yeah, yeah, like Mosley, Mosley, the way everything just sounded like, to me, it's about what Leo just brought up, Amory Thomas. It's also thinking about, okay, we'll extend him now because – Look who you have after that. <laughs> There's no one after that other than Ward and Mosley. What are you going to do? Deomdor Lenore, who's been okay, but that's preseason. Jason Verrett, who knows with him always being injury prone. So this is a fantastic investment to put on with him. I, I could go back and tally up my stats from training camp, although I don't think people care anymore. But I I feel like when Emmanuel Mosley was targeted, he was giving up a completion percentage like below 50, 40, and there were a ton of pass breakups. A ton of pass break. Like – if you throw it Mosley, if Lance threw it Mosley in camp, the most likely out, uh, outcome was a pass breakup. And the thing with Mosley, if he could just catch the ball a little more consistently, he'd be a very, very rich man. So, again, maybe uh, extend him now before he picks off four or five passes this year out right. of nowhere. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, is getting J.C. Jackson money. Sandy so Willis is becoming a member. So you said he's got the Carlos Rogers hands? Sometimes, a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah, he had a couple that hit him in the chest that, that he dropped. And it's like, dude, yeah, great pass breakup, great coverage. Just like catch the ball. I'll Don't get your arms. Yeah. All right. What do you think the Niners' biggest weakness is heading into week one against the Bears, uh, a game that they're six and a half point favorites to win on the road? Jose. It has to be offensive line, right? It has to be offensive line. It's hard to think anything else. I mean, look. It's, that's the that's their biggest weakness, but you're playing against the Bears. Like, how much are those weaknesses actually going to get exposed like that? I mean, I think the only the only thing I can see is probably because that that coach Bears coach Uberflus Uberflus whatever his name Matt Uberflus 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 whatever two Uberflus whatever the hell you want to call his name. Um, uh huh. He he did play against the 49ers with the Colts defense. He was defensive coordinator, so they had like some success. But that was of course against Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe you see. So maybe you see some names. So maybe you see some some ways that they can correct themselves from last time with Lance. You can get them more rollouts and try to defeat some of those zone coverages and whatnot. But that, that's probably like the only thing I can think of is pretty much this offensive line, how that Bears pressure could probably try to get him. But I don't think they're going to have too much of a worry. You know, maybe there's going to be some moments where Lance running from the life, but I don't think they'll have to – they'll be too much concerned because it's considering it's the Bears week one. Yeah, it's – I look at it as it's the Bears week one, but the 49ers also struggled against the Bears last season. Sure. And you would think that the Bears are probably going to be a little more sound defense with Eberflus uh, being coming over there from the Colts. So it's just, you know, they struggled last year with them. And Justin Fields, you know, looks like he may be a little better com considering the preseason. He had, what, three touchdowns, no interceptions, quarterback rating of 133.1. I seen a freaking graphic with him and Patrick Mahomes. I was like, all right, that's a little premature, Relax. but um, <laughs> it it's 
I think it's going to be more so the 49ers secondary, especially with the absence of Jimmy Ward. Um, I, I think that could be a weakness because Cole Komet is expected to be the, a guy with the Bears offense. And what does Jimmy Ward do so well is shut down tight ends. Um, you you have also Mooney over there, who's a decent receiver. I would say better than average. And what do the 49ers have done in the past was struggle against number one receivers of the other team. Um, they also do have good running backs with Montgomery and Herbert Fields. We saw them struggle to contain Fields last season. I think uh, the absence of Jimmy Ward may be the biggest weakness because you figure like head-to-head matchup, 49ers offense should have an advantage of the Bears defense. But if the Bears offense could be that wild card to give the 49ers, you know, little fits on defense, I'm not saying put up 30, 40 points, but if they could make this game closer than what it should be, I think the weakness is going to be the absence of Jimmy, Jimmy Ward at that point. Okay, um, I'm going to be specific. You guys both went O-line. Uh, right tackle. I don't even know if it's going to be Mike McGlinchey in this game. But if he is Mike, I mean, he's coming off an injury. He hasn't done much this offseason. If it's not Mike, it's Colton Kivitz. Who is it? I don't even know. Jalen Moore? Colton Kivitz? Probably McKivitz. Like It has to be McKivitz. I mean, probably. Okay, so you got Colton McKivitz against Robert Quinn. Like, the Bears aren't great, but you good? <laughs> You good? No, they're trying to ask me something. This guy. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. I think it's I think it's right tackle. I think it's gonna be Colton McKivitz going up against Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last year. I mean, the, the Bears aren't great, but they were beating the Niners at halftime last year, and that's a just an awful matchup for the 49ers, which could really impact what they do offensively. It could force them to keep Kittle in the block and help out all kind of stuff. So that's huge. And then also, like, what's up with Debo? He's got a contusion. He didn't practice yesterday. When's he coming back? What shape is he in? I'm, he's not like overweight, but he's not in the shape he was in last year when they went to Chicago and he took over. Elijah Mitchell like, healthy fully. Yeah. What's up? Like, what's up with that? Like, Debo is so important to this team. Like, he's the reason they beat the Bears last year. What's he going to be like? What is he going to be like week one? Because last year, week one, he took over. He was ready to go as soon as the season started. This year, he might need to get into shape. Like, what's he going to be like week one? That's my question with Debo. It's important. Bose is ready to go. Everyone else, you know? So, I don't know. That's my question. Otherwise, they I should think, freaking win. Yeah. If they lose, think, name four players on the Bears defense right now. Go. Robert Quinn. <coughs> um, they have Eddie Jackson. They got Dominique Robinson. It's a rookie from this year. And Roquan Smith. Boom. Nice. That's well done. Can you name any more? Um... <laughs> Probably, and their probably offense isn't exactly much. It's like, yeah, the Niners better no. win this game. Okay. Yeah, I the Niners should definitely smoke them. I guess I was just saying, like, their offense could be a wild card, like something you don't no expect. I would think this is a game the, Niners, the Niners can win this game with defense and running, you know? I would yeah, think this could absolutely. be one of those games where you just bully them, essentially. Lions, we won last year. Yeah. Okay. So sticking with this game, what does Trey Lance need to do to silence his critics? Because he has a lot of them and they hold him up to a very high standard. Silence his critics in week one. I think nothing. There's like, he's got to yeah. go out there and control what he can control because at the end of the day, if he comes struggles Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos week three, they're going to go, well, week one and two were against the bears and the Seahawks. And so it's like, Honestly, when it comes to week one, probably nothing. Um, 
what would help Trey Lance to silence the critics if you don't have certain media members at 49ers practice just filming Jimmy Garoppolo the whole entire time? Um, that'll probably help as well. Like, yo, as a fan, we don't care about Jimmy Garoppolo taking a snap and throwing it to an assistant coach. Like, we yeah, don't Grant. care. Grant didn't do that. Grant didn't do that. Um, I did it. I put it on YouTube. Yeah, people, people want to see Jimmy's well, first day oh. back. Okay, YouTube. YouTube. I put Trey on there too. What I did yeah. see people doing on Twitter was being like, "Who threw better? Who looks has the nicer release? Who was it better?" It's like, okay, so you are kind of feeling a little drama. Yeah. I knew that. So it, but like week one, just Trey Lance needs to control what he can control, um, because come week three, come week four, if he doesn't play good on national televised games, then those critics are going to come creeping back in with the narrative of. You play the Bears and the Seahawks. Good point. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, even if Lance is a perfect game, it's not going to matter. He needs to do this for a long period of time, and he has a great game. Everyone's going to say, it was just the Bears. It was just the Bears. So it doesn't matter what he does in this game, dude. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter what he does week one, week two. Everything's going to get judged if he's playing well for, like, the first half of the season. It's like, all right, look, he had four to five good games, one great game, two stinkers. Look, transplanting Lance playing well. Ultimately, this game's not going to mean anything in terms of where he, whether he wants to improve or make him make his critics look like fools. It's only ultimately just going to make him look worse if he plays badly. It's going to be like, see, yeah. see, look, he's not ready. Right. And then, sure enough, guess what's going to come up? Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, da, 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 all yeah. this and that. So, yeah. to me, it's not really what he's going to do to silence his critics. He just needs to start it now and then continue that from week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then that's when you're going to start really putting huge stiff form on those critics. I mean, the answer should be win. If he wins, that should be like, why are you complaining? He's it's his third start. He won. He did his job. Yeah. But if people complain when Garoppolo won. I, if it, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, people are gonna be like, well, you know, he didn't win well enough, just like with Jimmy. So there'll be that. Um, he can't silence his critics. He could throw five touchdown passes, no picks, and throw for 400 yards, and people be like, it's just Chicago. So you do it again. Um, he needs to win the Super Bowl to silence his critics. Yeah. Anything short of that until he wins the Super Bowl. People will always hold on to the Jimmy Garoppolo fantasy that he would have done a little bit better with his skill set. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore doesn't have a Jimmy Garoppolo, and look at all the critics that he still continues to get despite winning an MVP. So it's uh, like you said, unless Trey gets that Lombardi, that that's going to be the only way. Yeah, pretty much. So just win the Super Bowl in your first year as a starter. That's it. That's all you have to do, Trey. No, so pressure. simple, easy. easy. Okay, so. We talked about Trey Lance winning the Super Bowl. There's a prop bet. You can go to Vegas and bet on things. One of the bets you could put on right now, first quarterback to get drafted. And I don't really know how betting works because I don't really do that. I, I'm Jewish, and the pain of losing pain really hurts. It's, it's genetic. I don't know. Maybe not. But I haven't gotten into it. Maybe one day. Plus 850 if you like, those, if you like that action. I don't know what it means. But Trey Lance is plus 850 to be the first quarterback bench this year. Do you guys like that action? You taking that bet plus eight fifty? That sounds good. I don't know what it means. Hold on, let me li give you the list of. It means if you uh, put a hundred dollars, you'll get one hundred fifty back if he's wow. Bench. That sounds phenomenal. I want that action. Hold on, Geno's not really not, not not from him though. Okay, so these are the the quarterbacks and the odds. Geno Smith plus five hundred. Jacoby Brissett plus seven hundred. Mariota plus seven fifty. Trubisky plus seven seven seventy five. Tua plus eight hundred and Daniel Jones plus eight hundred. But Trey Lance is like seventh. 
think that's fair? Ryan Tannehill right after him, then Justin Fields. Those are good odds. That's not a bad odd. I mean, but you consider, you consider how many, like you just listed. I was thinking right now, like Seattle. I even throw in maybe even Carolina. I know Sam Darnold's an IR for right now, but he can come back. Maybe he gets benched or Baker's playing bad. Um, I'm not sure I'd put that bet. Um, it'd be tempting because that is somewhat of a value, and I could see that being the case where Lance gets yanked if he's playing badly because I don't trust Shanahan to really just be patient with it. and that's, I just don't trust him. Don't trust them. I know you said it's not an indictment on Lance, but I just don't trust. It's more me just not trusting what Kyle Shanahan being patient with it because we've already seen what he's done with these young players throughout his career. I mean, we haven't seen him a quarterback yet, but what makes me think he's going to change with the guy just because he's, he's said things? I mean, look, your actions tell me otherwise right now. Why are you keeping Jimmy Garoppolo? That being that the sole reason, it's, I think it's at least part of the reason. So I'm not taking that bet um, fully because – I just think I really like the Seattle one the most because I don't even know what the – they just don't know what they're doing over there. I can see Geno Smith, if he's thinking it up, get benched by like week five. Well, I'm not going to take the bet because I just don't think he gets benched. I, 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 I seen what Nick Mullins has been able to do in this offense, and he was able to put up big numbers. But it, it's like I've seen what Jimmy Garoppolo did more recent with this roster – and it was win a lot of football games and not play very good football. Right. Uh, like, do we have to go back to the NFC divisional round against the Packers? And Rodgers wasn't good as well, but Jimmy Garoppolo didn't really do much to win. Um, Cowboys game. He tried to give that game back to the Cowboys. Um, so it's just like seeing what Jimmy Garoppolo did with this team last year. It's like we're talking about the Bears, right? Week one, they don't win that game without Debo Samuel, despite Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. So it's just like uh, looking at this current roster, Trey just got to do the bare minimum. And, and when I say bare minimum is just keep the football with his offense. Don't turn it over much, convert occasional third downs and this team will be fine. They'll rack up the wins and they'll be contending for a, a division title at that point. So I don't think he's going to get benched, especially for Jim. Like usually you bench a guy because you may not know what you have in the other guy. Kyle Shanahan's not going to bench Trey Lance because he already knows what he has in Jimmy Garoppolo. And the last thing you want to do is flip the locker room back and forth. You told everybody this is Trey's team. So if you come week 10 and now you bench Trey, it's going to really get really hard to go back to Trey, you know, after that. Like, Trey's going to be fine with Kyle Shanahan. The, the dude knows how to play with other quarterbacks. I think he knows how to play with Trey Lance. Yeah, I think the national perception of the leash that Lance that's on Lance is way skewed. I don't think he has a short leash. I don't think that because people keep looking at this situation like it's Steve Young and Joe Montana. It's not. It's so not. Okay, they're looking at it like, okay, well, Trey Steve and Jimmy's Joe. So Trey, well, even though he's really gifted and really talented and might be great one day, he has to go out there and prove that he can win a Super Bowl right now, that he's ready to win it right. And if not, then they got to go back to Joe because they got Joe Montana on the bench, just sitting there, ready, ready to win a Super Bowl. Like, he's not a savior, he's Jimmy. You go back to yeah. Jimmy, well, you know what you're going back to? The guy with the worst playoff fourth quarter quarterback rating ever, ever in the history of the fo football as a sport. He's not a savior. He's not Jimmy, a Joe Montana. If you if you go back to him, you're not winning the Super Bowl. You're just wasting your time, which is why they brought in Trey Lance to begin with. Now, Trey Lance may not be Steve Young either. I'm not sure that either one is the answer or the next great quarterback, but it's – point. It, it, you don't have Joe Montana sitting on the bench. It's pointless to go back to him. We've tried this multiple times. We've seen this show. 
It's a tragedy. It starts off good and everyone's happy, but by the end, it's a tragedy. And there's been multiple seasons of the same ending. So, no, I I, I don't think he's going to get – unless he starts off like 0-3 and, and he's just freaking awful. But I don't see that happening. I don't. No. I don't. No, I – uh, I think that's that's the difference there. It's like Kyle Shanahan has a losing record without Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah, the other guys are Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beathard, and Nick Mullins. Like Trey Lance he didn't have a losing record with, like, with Trey. Yeah, one one. Trey went. Yeah, he wins week one, and all of a sudden it's a winning record. And the only but team he like, lost to was undefeated when he played him. Yeah. But it's like, and and there was no game plan. It was like quarterback power the whole entire game. His, his finger was broken, and he almost won. And it's like the 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 development of the quarterback. Like Trey's up here; those other three guys I just named are down here. Like it's not even close uh, a separation between them. Like it's a far separation. This guy's a third overall pick for a reason. Um, so I think they'll be fine. They'll win more games. They won all these games with Jimmy. They could win them with Trey. The main threat is hate to say it, but it's hard not to feel like they extreme belief that Trey is a bust and blind Jimmy support is coming from a different place. I think I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Okay. So last year, the 49ers, it was flipped, right? Jimmy Garoppolo was a starter. Trey Lance was the backup. And people and, and the Niners were like, this is a good thing. We have a great backup. It's not that Trey's not good. He's a great backup. And he's so good, we can't keep him off the field. So we're actually building a package of plays for Trey. And we're going to use a two-quarterback system because they're both great. They're both amazing. And they tried it. They actually did this for a while, and then they they gave it up. But they're both on the team still, and they're saying the same stuff. Jimmy, uh, he's a great backup. He's a starting quarterback. And what what great fortune for us that we have him on our team. Okay, all right, okay, all right. So is there going to be a Jimmy G package then because he's so good because you can't keep him off the field? (laughs) Kyle, is there going to be? And if so, what's it look like? What is the Jimmy G package, and when would you use it? I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> yeah, quarterback sneak. Every play. Play. sneak of a quarterback yeah. play, sneak of a quarterback play. That's his, that's his best trait. We're gonna see him come in there like a like a like one, the, oh, bring him in, bring him in. We're gonna see him like a mid relief pitcher that that Leo will be, will be watching for the Padres site and everything. It's right. time, bring him in, come bring in, him in. he's gonna oh, pass the music. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. what's his name for the Mets, Leo? <laughs> two snaps, two carries, two yards, two first down. Let's go. Hey, um, but yeah, your your best friend on the beat, Lombardi, is probably going to, you know, say that it's going to be a fourth and one package. Or I could see something different. I could see them trying to split Trey out, out wide uh, as a wide receiver, have Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Put, Trey at, whatever. put Jimmy a wide receiver. No one will see that coming. Jimmy, no wide receiver. No, Kyle's going to do what he did with Johnny Menzel. Jimmy Garoppolo is just going to be like talking to him or something. Like <laughs> and then just go bust out. Trey Lance is going to hit him with the I face. want them on the field together. That would really be 8D chess. Can we get them together? Okay, let's say this. By by what week back to each other. Them, by what week are we going to see them on the field? I think it happens. I do. I really do think there's – it may not be a total package, but I do believe there's a plan in place, at least going to be a couple of plays where Jimmy Garoppolo has opportunity to get Kyle on. Kyle is a troll. He is. He absolutely. is. And to his credit, because I am too. So why would he not do this just to mess with people? Yeah. I don't know. I He did it last year. He. I just don't understand. Again, like he did it last year. What's changed? So again, like last year, uh, 
Kyle just decided that coming off an injury, Jimmy Garoppolo gave him a better chance to win than Trey. What has changed since then? Now Trey gives him a better chance to win. Kyle, you better be consistent. I better see Jimmy Garoppolo on the field three times a game doing something. I want to see it. Running the zone read. Him and Trey in the backfield? Together. Oh, that's crazy. Fake the handoff to Jimmy. Throw it to Jimmy. Throws it back to Trey. Jimmy's open down the field. <laughs> touchdown. With Debo Samuel on a sweep. The Big first two quarterback offense, base offense, two quarterbacks at the same time. You don't know who's getting the snap. They line up next to each other. And then one gets the ball. The other one just pretends he has the ball. It could They're work. both like this in the backfield? <laughs> it could work. Next They'll level call stuff. it the best friend package since I think those two keep saying that best to friend. each other in the press My bro. in the conference. Yeah, big brother. When they say it this much, I, at first I believed it. And they keep saying it. I'm like, how many times do you have to say it for me to believe this? You know, that's my best friend. We love each other. Really? I don't talk about my best friend like that. I talk about how much I hate my best friend. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. You, like, you, you roast the best friends, right? Exactly. Like, I don't talk about, he's great. This person here, great. best friend. That's real love right together. there. You know, like, nah, I hate my best friend. Flav says, not sure why it's such a big deal if Trey says one more year. He was great. If he was great, Shan would know by now. He's raw. One more year, not the end of the world. Because I don't think sitting him the first year even helped that much. I think he'd be further along had he played. And I think last year was a waste of time. Um, again, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo were better. Like, for example, Kurt Warner was talking like when he was in New York and he had to give over the job to Eli, who sucked as a rookie. Well, I get it. Like, Kurt Warner had won a Super Bowl. He could look to the team. The team could look at him and be like, hey, if we make the playoffs, we just might win a Super It's Kurt Warner. Can't say yeah. that about Jimmy. He lost the Super Bowl. He's not winning the Super Bowl. Kurt might have. Kurt won the freaking Super Bowl. It's not Jimmy. I just, what's the point, man? So you could go to the playoffs and have the worst playoff quarterback of all the teams in there? Nice. Sweet. Super fun. Yeah. Raheem Mostert isn't walking through that door, Flav. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I don't know why people keep bringing that one up. It's like, dude, it's like he's not gonna get set, dude. It's already over. Stop bringing that. Damian up. Morales says well, Kyle's offense has a history of starting slow. It's true. Well, think about this. You you've played baseball, Grant, I believe, and it's High like level. if yeah, Triple uh, A of the Giants. Um, it's <laughs> it's like it, <laughs> it's like if they say you need to learn how to hit a curveball. So mm -hmm. it's like okay, I'm gonna go watch the best hitter on the team. Just rake these curveballs, and then I'm gonna learn how to hit it. No, now I can do learn it. Learn how to hit, hit it. it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna learn how to do in. it when you're in the batter's box. And for Trey, in. he's gonna learn how to do it when he's under center. That's sure. gonna be the biggest development. Because the first curveball you see, your your knees are gonna buckle. There's nothing. It's, it looks. You're gonna think it's gonna hit you in the head. You're gonna buckle. <laughs> Everyone's gonna laugh at you, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's a curveball. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just you know, it's, it's it's the same situation. Eventually, you figure out if a guy could hit a breaking ball or not. With Trey, we're going to figure out if he's the guy or not. And, you know, for my fandom, I hope so. Chris Royal says NFL playing checkers, Grant playing chess. Always. That's right. Two quarterback system, baby. <laughs> Why do so many media people want to see Trey fail? Because they hit the unknown. That's a good Maybe question. Else too. I don't think it's I don't think it's racial. I mean, there's a lot of black quarterbacks that the media likes and pumps up. There's something about Trey. I think they wrote him off before he got to the league or they it's want about being right. Not being right. Also, the media loves Jimmy, and I feel like they think this isn't fair. You know, Trey, yeah. you're replacing Jimmy with this kid from Division Two who just got everything handed to him. Like, 
Was everything handed to Trey Lance? He didn't get any stuff they hated because he's not he's not your prototypical quarterback who's had right. like a bunch of starts and everything That's too. True. But it's funny because like, well, Mac Jones not. Well, Mac played Alabama national championship and this right. and that, so his nineteen games aren't weighed the same. But it's like, so because it's I, not, it's I, not. Some just, people just want a quarterback to be in one place, not moving, playing like Tom Brady. And Jimmy tries to play like Tom Brady. Trey Lance represents like the new age quarterback. And I think some people don't want that evolution. They want, it's, you know, the idea of football is a lot of athletes, but this one guy in the eye of the storm who uses his brain to beat everyone, you know, and he doesn't have to move. It's like, yeah, Tom Brady did that. Peyton Manning did that. But who does that anymore? No one, no one. There's no next Tom Brady. It was supposed to be Jimmy. And he's a, fraud in that sense he's not tom brady yeah he's just a mediocre pocket quarterback who can't move and gets hurt because he can't move and he, <laughs> i'm sorry that was a uh, rant that's how i feel though flave Flav says took eli three trips to the playoffs before he got his first ring jimmy didn't have the secondary last two times wouldn't count him out yet this is the same guy from last time that you went like back to wouldn't Portland count him week? out yet whoa 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 man this guy's had an all-star team the last few years wait a second yeah what do you think he's a better situation wouldn't count him out yet, Flav. I bet he you $5. had ten point fourth quarter leads twice, twice in the biggest game of his life. <laughs> what? He's not going to win a Super Bowl. And we're talking secondary. We're not talking about fourth quarter leads. We're talking secondary. All right. Lorenzo that's, says I'm calling it right now. Lance two rushing TDs win in Chicago. Didn't Jimmy have two rushing TDs last year in Chicago? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, Flav is Jimmy's yeah. burner account. No, Flav's a real person. He uh, calls in. He's a good guy. He's a great guy, and he's generous. All right. Who will lead? Who will lead the 49ers in rushing this season? This is the uh, million dollar question. I get called up sometimes to do like fantasy football um, radio hits, and they always want to know who's going to lead the Niners in rushing. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Pick a name from a hat. Um, uh, I'll say. Last man standing? Kyle, yeah. Kyle Shanahan hasn't Last had a leading rusher back to back seasons. He has not had one in his tenure with the 49ers. So and frankly, year, so far, Elijah Mitchell's offseason doesn't really yep. indicate like he's going to yep. be going back to back. He's been yep. hurt the whole time. Yeah. Process Healthy of elimination now, means yeah. maybe not Mitchell because a hamstring is a big deal for a running back. I'm going to go with your guy. Jordan Mason will, wow. lead, will lead the 49ers in rushing. He looks like the best back out there from when I've seen him. Uh, not named Jordan or excuse me, Eli Mitchell. So I think it's going to be Jordan Mason. I don't think it's in the, I don't think he's going to be necessarily the first man up, but he's eventually going to, you know, come in, fill in and do the job yeah. and, and, and take away with it. And so I, I think it'll be a process. Of, too. Yeah. Process of elimination where he, Eli Mitchell was leading rusher last year. So that means he's not going to be at this year. So I'm going to, he's just Jordan so Mason. much bigger than Mitchell and freaking Wilson. Like he's a tank. He's 223 with no body fat. He's uh, looks indestructible. He's quick. Yeah. Hell of a good. We think, Jose. It's going to be Trey Lance. He's going to be running for his life all season. So he's going to have to run forward. No, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, I honestly still think it's going to be a. Oh, because I read answer. your brain. I read your brain. I'm going to say Trey Lance, but keep going. <laughs> no, no, okay. You can make the real case for him. I still think yeah. it's going to be Mitchell. I know it's not okay. looking good. But to me, he was knocking on the door of a thousand yards in he what was. 12, 11 games. He was getting so, 19 I mean, carries a game. They're feeding him. He's never fumbled in his life. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and look, I think he's going to get a little less carries now because I think Shannon's finally going to go back to his 2019 formula of running back by rotation than just yeah. force feeding it. So I think that will take a dip. 
Um, but even if he only plays like 12, 13 games, which that's kind of where I expect him to be at, I still think he's going to hit eight, 900 yards close to, because I think he's going to see, he's going to get a little bit more bigger gains of more 10 plus yard runs, which I don't think he had a lot of too much or 15 plus yard runs. I think he's going to see a lot more, like a few more of that. That's going to make up for the lot for the few carries that are going to be reduced in. So I still, I still give him a little edge. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to see Elijah Mitchell getting fewer carries per game than last year. But if you think about it, like, they gave him all those carries out of necessity. Mostert was gone. Yep. Wilson was gone. And when he came back, he wasn't himself. They had to go to Debo as the change of pace back. They, they needed Mitchell to run that much. And frankly, he wasn't up to it. He got hurt every few games. He was hurt the whole time. So I, I think probably you could argue he should get fewer carries. He might be better on 11, 12 carries a game than 18 to 20. And now you have Jeff Wilson Jr. who's just had a phenomenal, not a phenomenal, but a great, uh, he's had a very good offseason. He's been healthy the whole time. He's in tip-top shape. And last time he, you said that about him, he had a really good year in 2010 where he averaged 4.8 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns, all that. So I think it'd be fair for Kyle to come into this year and have them split carries at, at first. So if that's the case and they get 10 carries each, Lance is going to be another eight, eight or nine, a few scrambles, a few quarterback runs. And the thing with those two, Wilson and Mitchell, is they get hurt and then Mason's going to get a chance and Ty Davis Price is going to get a chance. And I think – the one guy who's probably going to be there every game is the quarterback. And if you – like Jalen Hurts led the Eagles in rushing last year. It could be that you have a bunch of guys with like 120 carries this year. Lance is one of them, and he ekes out someone else. But, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't say that with a lot of confidence. Well, generally, a quarterback's going to get more yards per carry anyways um, because of the style of running game. So there's yeah. an opportunity. Yeah. Plus in 2019, Shanahan pretty much it wasn't so much by rotation. It was kind of well, it was by rotation, but he pretty much went with like the hotter hand. You know, it's like I started yeah. out first. It was kind of like Matt Breida for a time. Yeah. And then he started, then he messed it up. Then it was Coleman, and then he messed he got injured. And then they just mostly then mostly just grabbed it and never looked back. But they still yeah, kind of gave the other guys like he was cares. great, but he never started in the regular season. They for whatever reason, I think he may have had a because he had a knee injury the last couple. I think they they knew something they were managing something with him. So they had yeah. him, they gave him his 10 carries a game off the bench. And then when the playoffs came, they were like, screw it. Screw <laughs> it. 27 carries, baby. Let's go. It does feel a little weird that they let him go because he had he's so good and he did have a nice preseason, but he's I mean, he got hurt in his second carry last year, I guess. Probably shouldn't have. I mean, they probably made the right call. They probably made the right call, man. Sorry. Turn the I like yeah. it. Yeah, probably did because uh, then you wouldn't have Jordan Mason on this team at that point. Yeah. Raheem says everybody needs to calm down. Every year by the middle of the season, Kyle learns how to exploit every defense he goes against and plays to his strengths. He'll do the same for Trey. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. Yep. It's not just it's not just Trey. It's Kyle figuring out the best way to use Trey and the offense and Took Kyle until November to figure out last year, but he did figure yeah. it out. Flav says Jimmy couldn't stop Mahomes on third and 16 or catch a pop fly interception. Forgot he played D and gave up those. Oh, hold on a second, though. But there were a lot of things that he was in control of. I mean, he has the lowest quarterback rating in the fourth quarter of playoff games ever, ever, ever. Worse than any quarterback you can ever name who ever played in the playoff game ever, Flav. So, I mean, don't talk about the defense. I'm just saying, you you can't get past that fact. Worse than any quarterback ever. Chris Royal says Jimmy will lead in rushing. Go. Maybe rushing first downs, touchdowns. <laughs> Gio says if the, if the fourth nine, and ones. <laughs> goal line back. Goal line back. 
if the Niners can have a top three run game like they did in 2019, Trey will be fine. And I yeah. think they will. Like what, what was crazy about last year is they didn't have a top three run game. They were 16th in yards per carry. That can't happen with, with all this talent and, and schematic advantages in the run game. They should be top three. I think they I think the best, I think the best three run games in the league, this one, Philly and Baltimore. That's what it should be. That's what it freaking should be. So Baltimore for sure. Philly. Yep. Niners. Yep. Those are the ones. All three of them. 11 on 11 football with the quarterback involved. I don't yep. see how you can have a dominant run game in today's NFL if your quarterback's job is to just hand off and get out of the way. How? It's too hard. I mean, you're asking a lot. You, you really need Mike McDaniel to be a freaking genius at that point. I think it would help a lot too with all those boot actions. They're going to swing more with Lance than they did like last year, last two years. So that way teams are going to be really on their heels about like, is it going to be a pass now? I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. So that's the thing I'm excited right. to see. This is that return right. of that style of offense. Yeah. To really is it a up. run or is it a play action deep shot? I have to play this honest as opposed to Jimmy, where it's either going to be a run or an extended handoff the options. or throw right to me. I love all the options. Just give, that's what you need in the offense. Just multiple options. It can't just be one or two things, which it can if it's working, but Options that off defense to really account for, then you're really screwed. Josh Wyatt says Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as the supporters think, but he's not nearly as bad as you guys pretend. We get killed. Here's the thing, okay? Um, he just he is what his contract says he is. He's getting six and a half million dollars right now. If he was better, he'd be getting more. <clears throat> he's a backup quarterback, and next year people are acting like, oh well, you know, he's going to be a starter next year. Really? There's probably going to be three to five vets available either in free agent or trade market that are better than him. And then three to five rookies that have more upside. So he's going to be the odd man out. His days of being a starter are over. He may get a month or two as a backup, but it's over. So I, I think I, I was going to say, I think he hovers around that top 20 range. Um, Cause like, I'll take him over, over Baker Mayfield at this point. I'll take him over Daniel Jones. I'll take him over. You wouldn't take Jimmy over Daniel Jones? Baker. That's a far, Baker. I, I, you don't need either. Daniel Jones, is, is this like his last year as a starter, too? He's on the way out. Yeah, I mean, next year there's going to be all these guys from college, like CJ Stroud and the dude from mm -hmm. Alabama and the guy from – I mean, every year there's three, four, five guys coming from college who are taking your job. Like, it's over yeah. for Jimmy. It's over. And it might be over for Baker soon, too. Like, he's hanging on by a thread. But it's over for Jimmy right now. Right now. Right now. Unless he comes back and wins the Super Bowl this year, which is – I mean, you know, maybe Santa Claus is going to show up coming down your chimney on Christmas. It could happen. I've heard that he does that. There's been anecdotal evidence <laughs> that Santa does exist. Well, all I know I'm is that Santa Christmas doesn't exist. Not not kids watch this. Santa's real. Just want to point that out. I just want to say that real quick. Santa's sure. real. Um, Patrick 30 coming says, here's five bucks for making me believe in <laughs> Santa. I, Santa's real. Oh, my God. I just a big responsibility with 800 people watching. This is a good show until I just said what I said. Is it Tooth Fairy Parents? Real? No. No, I love it. Oh, the Tooth Fairy Reels is definitely, definitely. Grant needs to claim Flav on his taxes. <laughs> it's true. All right, guys. Show's over. Thanks for watching. I'm going to be back in 20 minutes with Ryan, so don't go anywhere. Ryan Hensley, 20 minutes. But thanks, Jose and Leo. Good show. But don't be late next time. Come on. Uh, Shut yeah. the. Yeah, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'm not breaking you.